0: hi i'm caroline
1: and i'm james
0: and this is outsourced
1: each week we'll be discussing different topics around freelancing and being self-employed
0: thanks for listening to outsourced enjoy hi and welcome back to outsourced with me caroline and james hi uh we are well second episode so we must have done something right because we're coming back for for round two
1: yeah, I enjoyed last week. Uh, it was good, good conversation and good chat. Yep. Hopefully, you enjoyed it as well, and um, and equally, you enjoy this week as well.
0: Yes, and it's a good one this week because I think it's the thing that a lot of people tend to talk about.
1: Yeah, and there's also that it's a it's a it's an internal struggle as well. This one, so um, getting some the different people's feedback and advice and what other people do in the in the freelance community might help you justifying. Um, your decisions
0: we're talking about uh, personal brands so how much time you spend on your personal brand which I think is a really big one right
1: yeah it is um, obviously our job as contractors or freelancers is to sell ourselves to um, convince clients to work with us and we're not sitting behind a corporation that that goes and wins the work for us or or a product that that can sell itself you are you are the product so, um, spending time on your personal brand is, is, is a massive part of your sales strategy. Um, and for me and Caroline and probably 80, 90% of freelancers, sales isn't why we got into freelancing. So it's, it's getting that, that balance of how much time can you spend on doing what is effectively free work um, for some long-term gains.
0: I think free work is is where the, the struggle maybe comes into it. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I spoke to another freelancer who said that she really struggles to do the free work because whenever you're doing free work, you're not making money as a freelancer. It's not like like you said, there's a corporation behind you who are doing all this marketing and brand building and you can just sit and get the work done. You've got to do both, but you've got to get that... Um, balance right between the two so that's what we're going to discuss today I've as usual written down some notes Um, I've come prepared James has come probably not prepared at all
1: I made the coffees
0: oh that's true and that, that is an essential part of the podcast so we're going to get straight into it and I have come up with something that I think and you will probably disagree is quite a good way to segue into our conversation And I think that a good way to find out how much time you should spend on your personal brand is to start by looking at how much time you're willing to commit. So here's what I come up with. You've got the essentials. So if you're willing to commit half an hour a year, I'm talking like the bare, bare minimum here. Then you've got image building, which I think is half a day per month. And then if you want to really accelerate your personal brand, you're looking at 20 to 30 minutes per day. Okay. All so right. I'll I'll speak a little bit more about each one. I think that this is quite a good formula because you can find out which stage you fit into. Um, and also if you don't fi- think that you fit in exactly into one stage, then you could maybe do a little bit of a blend of both. So the essentials... Is just keeping things ticking over. So a basic website. Make sure your email hosting is up to date. Web hosting is up to date. Keep social media bios relevant. Things I was going like to that. say,
1: should we, should we, should we just start and premise this with what is your personal brand? What is some of the things that we do as part of our personal brand building? And then tie this into sort of the more the formula and the strategy that that, that we yeah, can suggest. Sure. So I think. Um, the first thing you need to decide as a freelancer is what do you want to be known for and what do you want to do? And we did touch on this last week about being, are you a jack of all trades or a or a, or a special um, an expert in one field? So I think having a bit of definition with that to start with gives you an idea of um, then how do you build that personal brand, so.
0: And I guess how much time you want to spend on it. And then how it. much
1: time you want to spend on it, yeah. So. For example, like you just listed a couple there, building a website. For some people, that's that's doable themselves. For other people, then that means that they've got to outsource that to to another um, freelancer or company. So yeah, there's websites, there's social media, there's YouTube channels, there's podcasts, there's um, you might just have a, a really nice sales deck or pitch uh, portfolio. But, or portfolio. So there's 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 there is loads that you can. Do and should be doing um, as a freelancer to be able to to be able to sell yourself because ultimately that's what we have to do. And and for me, I, I, I've i personally, because I don't necessarily enjoy the sales side of it, that's not what my core service is, I try to make that process as easy and fairly automated as possible. So therefore I've put things in place that if someone asks for a, a portfolio, I've done that once and I can just send it out. Or if someone, I need to follow up with some emails I might have some um, some sort of predefined templates as such that I can do just to 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 remove the barriers because otherwise
0: I won't do it in in that case I guess you would fit into someone who is quite an essentials person you do what you need to do to get by but you don't spend extra extra time every day building your personal brand
1: no I think it's because I don't have a clear idea in my head of where I what my brand is, okay. and that's just me being honest, and that's, I, I I'm, I'm I, I just can't, I can never settle on what I want the James Allen brand to look like in the next 10 years, whether that is someone that's behind the scenes is a bit of an expert in what he does, because he has, he has experience, or if I want to be more of a public-facing figure, i.e. get myself on YouTube, try and do some talks, um, sort of grow my social media a bit more a bit more aggressively so I don't actually know the answer to that so therefore I, I struggle to then commit time to it
0: maybe this podcast will help you as well then
1: potentially
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I am maybe the opposite of that I think I've got quite a clear idea in my head of where I need to be but it's just getting to that point that's the struggle I know that in order to achieve the goals that I have within writing um so I'd really like to get an agent for example and I know to do that I really need to build a strong personal brand that's consistent um I know that I need to do that and so I think I'm somebody who falls into the accelerated category I spend a lot of time on my personal brand and that's I know I don't make any money from that but What I do make from it is seeing that my numbers are going up on social media, the views on my blog are going up, and so I know that I'm heading in the right direction. And so you do get something, I think, from from that. I mean, I I personally feel like I get something from it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and um, I guess, like you said, this podcast is good because we're coming at it from you've got a very defined five-year plan. I don't really know what I want to do in five years, obviously. I do do things for my personal brand and and keeping myself um, up to date because I have to sell my services and I have to sell my work in order to to keep my pipeline strong and to be able to 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 pay the bills and get money. So I'm not. I am still proactive with what I do. It's just um, I'm very sort of in on. I don't venture out from my portfolio, my website, etc.
0: And would you say that? as a designer having a portfolio is uh, an up-to-date portfolio is more important than for for example for me as a writer because I mean my portfolio is not up-to-date
1: yes yes Um, and that that comes from um, two two reasons I've been on the other side of the fence where I've been hiring designers before and some of the the garbage that you get sent like word documents or Mm. powerpoint presentations that are just absolute dross and you think if you can't even create your own portfolio or CV or brand book, whatever you want to call it, um, then then how are you going to be able to do client work? So that it's it's almost like a, a show off of your skill set. Um, I remember when we were hiring, we had a um, we had a a very strict guidelines of if for example if it wasn't a PDF, it wasn't interested, or if it was a video, then that would maybe spark a bit of interest because it's a bit creative, it's a bit different. Um, so from that, from that side of it, I can see the the relevance to keep it up to date and keep it fresh and make sure you're, you're ticking all the boxes of modern technologies and, and and styles, but also fashions. There's fashions in design as well. Things, things change something that you designed five years ago, which looked great. Not necessarily because your talent has improved, but just because things have gone in or out of fashion, um, I, I won't go into the details, but there are things that, um, th- yeah, there's 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 things that look good at certain points and don't look good, and we all come around, so yes, you've got to keep your portfolio up to date as a designer, because it is the best reflection of your work.
0: And for me, I think that the best thing for me to do is just keep my blog up to date, because ultimately, yeah, I have written for some great places now, I mean, 10 years into my career is a good job I guess I have but ultimately you can see if somebody is a good writer if you read one blog post you know I think you get a feeling you get a vibe from them if you like their style then you're typically going to like other stuff they write wherever they write it um so for me it's not so much about my portfolio it's about my blog because if I can keep that up to date, and if I can keep my style of writing going strong on there, then any potential person that comes and is interested in my writing will be able to see straight away what I write like.
1: Yeah, and that's good shareable content as well, because then that that you can you write blog posts, and that's it's evergreen content, isn't it? It's good for SEO because Google like um, up to date content on websites, and they like new fresh ideas. Uh, obviously you're going to share it on your social media your Twitter, your Facebook account so again a bit of engagement, a bit of chat about that particular topic or article so I can see that getting that consistency and that is one of the most important things the consistency and a lot of people talk about that um, from YouTube video podcast, blogs, whatever it might be where we're, it's ingrained in us that something that you like, like a TV show you know what time it airs or when we were certainly children if you had a new tv show you knew that six o'clock channel four was the simpsons and that was you knew that every day the simpsons would be on so that's what you could watch um so people say that about podcasts and youtube videos is that if you do have a fan base or a community then they become to expect a time and a date that you you release your content so i think that's that is super important if you are in that sort of creative world like a blog podcast youtube videos whatever it might be it's important to keep that consistency up
0: absolutely and i do just want to make i will make one more point and then we can move back on to what we were talking about originally but the point i would like to make is that since i have been blogging i've been releasing a blog post twice a week on a tuesday and a friday i've been looking at my analytics and noticed that there is a huge spike in interest on my blog on those two page on those two days while people go on waiting for new content. Yeah, yeah. So, it, there is a definite definite reason that
1: give the people what they want.
0: Yeah, that these <laughs> successful um, YouTubers and successful podcast hosts launch at the same time on the same day because even if you haven't got a big fan base now like this podcast, for example, you don't know what's going to happen in the future. And if you're all over the place now, that's not really setting a good precedent for the future, I don't think.
1: Cool,
0: yeah. Uh, So let's talk about the three areas that I think you can... dependent on how much time you're willing to commit. So for things like, if if you really just want to do the bare minimum, you're not really interested in growing your personal brand, you're quite happy with the amount of work that you've got at the moment, and that's it. You never want to become... A social media influencer, then I think the essentials package, if you will, um, is probably right for you. So that's just things like once your website is done, just you know keep it ticking over. If you've got a new skill, if you've got a new piece of work, just chuck it on there. Um, make sure your email hosting and your website hosting is out to de- uh, um, up to date. So don't let it tick over and then expire. I mean, I don't know too much about email and website hosting, but yeah. I'm guessing that's the thing. Um. And keep things like your social media bios up to date. So if you've written a book, for example, make sure that goes in there. If you want to put in a link to something that you've done, that should go in there. Just you know, make sure it's up to date. Everything should be kept. um, I guess just up to date. (laughs) Like you just you can't you can't really. Leave it and let it go stale because that's a lot of people's first impressions of you.
1: Yeah, I think uh, you said something in there as well about if you're happy with the level of workload you have, um, and yes, I can. I, I, I get that if you're content with um, with your work life balance and the money you're earning, etc., then fine. But you do have to be careful that you don't just think, okay, it's great. I've got a contract or I've got a project on at the moment, so therefore I'm sorted for life. Um, yes it's the it's the biggest trap that I have certainly fallen into as well is when you're super busy and when you've got loads of work on and life's great because cause money's coming in and, and new leads and whatever it is are coming in then you, you kind of you forget about doing your portfolio your social media your, your blogs because one you're spending the time on paid work um, and it's difficult to say no to the or it's difficult to to, to, to not prioritise the paid work and do the free your work um and two it's 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 just um i forgot what i was
0: gonna say <laughs> train of thought. i do that all the time <laughs> can i say could i just jump in yeah, if you're if take you, over. yeah because what something that i i actually i actually really agree with you and what you've said and i is something that i do all the time when i've got loads of work coming in i'm just like okay i'm just not going to do anything then i don't need to go on social media and that I think for the last six months I've really been prioritising keeping myself up to date uh, personally and I've really, really seen a difference. Like a huge difference in mm. the amount of people going onto my website, the amount of people engaging with me in work that I've done. So even if you're thinking I'm super busy at the moment, don't really need the work i i would say if you have got the time or if you even if you haven't got the time just make the time yeah make the time you can always make time for things that you want to do
1: because i think on the flip of that is when you don't have work and when you're you're actively seeking new opportunities and then you all of a sudden become super active publicly uh, you haven't tweeted in six months but all of a sudden <laughs> you're tweeting every two hours and you it it, it smells of desperation and Agreed. i think that um, and then people say oh well social media is rubbish because I didn't get any work from it or oh I can't bother to put any more time into my blog because I've written two articles this week and no one's read them and no one's been on my site and no one's um, contacted me but that's because of that consistency and I think if, if you don't um, yeah so you can't just sort of turn it on and off when it suits you um, then you won't see the results
0: uh, and that quite kind of neatly you didn't know but it neatly sort of takes me to my next point in that if you can commit to half a day per month on your personal brand you will you will be able to do things like write one new blog post per month keep your social media updates even if you could do one social media update a week on your favorite piece of work that you've done that week um. That is so important because perhaps then, yes, when you're not busy or when you've got a bit more time on your hands, you can put that up to three times a week perhaps. Mm. But if you've been consistent in just posting one thing a week, keeping things ticking over, it won't seem like such a barrage of content from uh, an outsider's point of view. I think it's really important to just try and keep things consistent within your timeframes. So once a week on social media and once a week on your uh, on the blog I think is a really good half a day's work yeah it's I think, great
1: I think you need to treat it similar to how people treat invoicing for example that uh, um, I know some contractors and freelancers table their invoices to the end of the month and then they'll spend a day half a day in their accounting software and do their bookkeeping and send their invoices for the month um, chase money etc cetera, etc cetera, and that is their day. Or other people sort of just do it ad hoc and along the way. Um, so I think you should treat your brand building or your 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 portfolio social media in the same way that whether that's the first Friday of every month, you just say right, okay, Friday afternoon is the time where I I, I schedule some posts on on social media. I record my podcast. I record a YouTube video. I I add some uh, new pictures to my. My, my, my blog, um, I think that's probably the way to do it, to try and get more into like a structure and a, and a habit of it, be, rather than just thinking, oh, I've just finished a project, I now need to update my website, oh, I can't be bothered because I need to move on to the next thing, so I think treat it similar to admin, and it is admin. Um, mm. Yes, you can have fun, it is more, it's more enjoyable than bookkeeping and sending invoices and doing your tax return, but I think it needs to have the same level of respect
0: Absolutely, and also put it in your diary as if it's a meeting, Yeah, it's a non-negotiable. It's,
1: yeah. yeah, again, with, with free work and work for yourself, um, it always gets pushed to the bottom of the pecking order because paid work is king, isn't it? That's where yeah. we're serving a client, so we need to do that work first. Um, so doing, um, doing free unpaid work, yes, it's got long-term benefits but you need to also uh, prioritise it and give it, the, give it the love it deserves.
0: And then finally, uh, if you would are interested in accelerated growth, which is kind of where I'm at at the moment, uh, I thought that you could perhaps commit to 20 to 30 minutes per day. That's two to three blog posts per week, social media every day. If, if you can just do this, I've been doing this now since the beginning of the year, so we're coming up to a month, and I've seen a huge difference. If you can just commit to doing this for a month I guarantee that you will see some sort of results whether that be more people going onto your website, uh, more social media followers, it might not be immediate Um, in terms of sales but you'll start to build up a following of people who know who you are and therefore that will eventually translate into sales I think you have to play the long game Mm. with things like this you can't expect to put a few social media posts out there and then be inundated with work you have to be patient you have to I, I I describe it as slow marketing it's just slowly infiltrating into people's brains who you are and what you're doing and in the hopes but not the the expectation that you will get more work out of it because as you mentioned before there's nothing more that, that, that reeks of desperation if you're constantly sort of begging people for work you can do it in a really subtle and nice way that just allows people to know who you are without being too salesy that i'll, I'll turn my page over now because i've got you know page two um now, I read something online which I thought was really interesting. I thought I'd bring it up as a topic of conversation with you. And that's that somebody said that a personal brand is now primarily digital. How, what do you think about that? Would you agree or disagree? Yeah,
1: I would agree. Um, yeah, I think it is digital. And it is that that online perception that you put out. Um, it is the first impression that people get of you. Um, it's It's quite often how people... Might find you for work. Um, it's that it's it's definitely digital. It's definitely that. It's, it tends to be the way that people see each other for the first time is online. Um, whether that is on a on a uh, sort of freelancer website or or is through social media or your own or your own website. But it is. I think that is the the primary touch point. Yes, you will. Potentially meet people face to face, have a coffee, go to networking events, etc. Even if you meet someone at a networking event or something, there's a likelihood they're going to check you out on social media as well. Um, so I think that is very important, and having that online perception is 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 key. Um, certainly, as a freelancer as well, it's difficult to. Mm. With everything being so public, you need to be really careful about what you share on Twitter or Facebook or whatever's open. Things that are closed in a private network, that's different. But if you have a, a public Twitter and you're sharing inappropriate or, or things that don't necessarily fit in with your professional, personal brand, then you need to be mindful of that.
0: Okay. And and I, I a question that I have for you as a designer is, does that then make things like logos, company colours brand guidelines less important now i mean things that we kind of could could be described as um offline materials
1: no because they are still publicly shared online um again for a brand you'll click on there you'll go on their social medias and if they've got a low-res logo that's different to the logo that's on their facebook account or or different to what's on their website then you lose credibility straight away so um i think it is super important
0: you can probably hear <laughs> our dog is uh, our dog is having a moment of being super excited which probably doesn't help when we look at her because she
1: that's her tail's tail like bang
0: bang bang yeah. um okay so that's interesting because i think that what i read online was that there was a time in the past where people would spend thousands of pounds on marketing companies to make their brand guidelines i mean obviously this would all be offline so things like logos company colors because that was how people were recognizable whereas now you can be recognizable just by your social media presence so there has definitely been a shift um
1: then i think digital voice is just a new part of your brand guidelines mm. so yes um the logo type or, or the fonts used may be less important, but the way that you communicate online is probably more important. So that's part of your brand and that's part of your brand image. So that would fall into your brand guidelines. You look at Paddy Power as an example, they have a very clear social media message. They are they're 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 abrupt, they're they're controversial, they push the boundaries, whereas on the on the flip of that there's John Lewis, they're very clean, they're very tidy, it's very professional, it's very British, it's very um, uh, it's, it's within the lines. So that is part of that would be part of their brand guidelines, and that is what these big companies will still spend lots of money on consultants and and, and marketing experts to to advise them on that.
0: And you've done it again. You've uh, you've gone on to the next point. And you've done this really good segue into the next point without even knowing that you've done it. Um, <laughs> And the next thing I wanted to talk about was differentiating yourself. That's a really hard word to say, um, from, from other people. Because what's really hard now is when you're online, you see something that you like that someone else is doing and next minute, unconsciously, you're doing it as well. Yeah. Um, and because there's so much competition within the freelancing world now, I mean, so many people are freelancers, specifically in the creative industry, how do you differentiate yourself from other other people? How do you make sure that your voice is authentic? Uh, and what I mean I guess a question for you is what's your experience yeah, think, of it?
1: Yeah, I think you just you just said it. It was authentic and I think that is how you differentiate yourself. Well, I don't even know if you have to differentiate yourself. Like graphic design for example, there's there's thousands of us, me.
0: Nothing is original.
1: Nothing nothing is original. Um everything comes from something or something you've seen or something you've done in the past however I don't think you have to be different and by that you just have to be you and you you will be able to sell um, whatever your biggest trait is whether that is that you're personable or you are super creative or you're super talented in in one way or you're just organized and proactive and you're good at getting things done these are all skill sets and I think trying to force that or trying to not not be genuine or authentic is the, the first step to failing basically so for example i'm i am creative but i'm not the most creative designer out there there are more creative designers than me there's people that come up with some amazing original concepts but my skill set is that communication and that getting things done that's what i'm good at i'm good at not procrastinating just just making things happen i might not necessarily it might not necessarily be the best design work and I'm the first to admit that I'm I'm not necessarily the best designer in the world but I am I have other skill sets so if I was trying to be something I wasn't it, people would see right through that straight away yes you might impress someone on the surface or first impression is great but as soon as you start to have a conversation or build that relationship rapport with someone they will quickly learn that you're not who you've sort of tried to portray yourself as so I think it's be different by being you and be authentic um, we are all different we all have different skills we all have different ways of doing things and i think that is what differentiates yourself
0: i think you made a really good point about um who you're actually looking to impress mm. i mean uh, what's the point in impressing an audience that you don't even want to to talk to talk to and um, it's very easy to fall into a pattern of of creating content for people who may, maybe won't ever like you. Some You're not for everyone. Nobody is for everyone. Um, and by being authentic, you've got your best chance of, of speaking to people who are for you and um, working with clients who are most likely to share your core values.
1: Yeah, and it will, I think it will keep you more motivated and happy and um, give you that long-term drive. Because if you're if you're trying to serve a market that, that isn't you or doesn't suit your style like you say then you will quickly get bored or saturated or you'll get fed up with doing a type of work for a type of person so I think yeah if you can work out who you want to work for and what sort of work you want to do then great.
0: And boredom is a really um, important one here because I think when where where consistency is concerned the most likely chance you have of being consistent is if you're doing something you love i mean blogging on a tuesday and friday for me is a pleasure to be honest i really enjoy it um it's never something that i see as a chore whereas if i was doing something inauthentic i think i would quickly um I guess start to resent it and as soon as you start to resent something you'll find I mean I don't know if everyone's the same but I will find any excuse to not do it and then that's how you slip into um not no no consistency and you start to to lose your your personal brand
1: yep um I do have a little bit of a um sit on the other side of the fence as well that there is I know I I I agreed with you in in the start but there is part of me that feels that you should have some like stickability even even if it's something you don't enjoy but you know it's for the greater good then just because you don't enjoy it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it and I think that certainly the generation that we're in at the moment is it's very much like if you don't love what you do don't do it um, but I don't fully agree with that because things like like I mentioned earlier bookkeeping I hate bookkeeping I hate going onto my account and having to tick off my expenses and put the tax and etc. I hate all that, but I have to do it. And if I didn't do it, it would affect my business and then and then it would affect my organisation and being able to send invoices and statements to people, etc. So there is part of your your day to day and your personal brand building that you might not actually enjoy. But I do think you've got to do it. You can't just be like, oh, I don't I don't like writing on social media, so I'm never gonna do it. Uh,
0: that's actually a very good point because, and I think that, that uh, that's maybe a wider freelancer point, is that if you're thinking about getting into freelancing and you're not in that realm yet, you don't get to just pick and choose. Like Perhaps if you were in a job and you were, say, just for, for ease, you were a writer, perhaps you just get to write all day because you're in a massive corporation and there are other people doing the accounts, there are other people sorting your marketing. Whereas with us, we are doing everything. So you do really need to to have a good overall ability to stick at things. And yeah, I mean, no one's ever going to want to do their accounts and enjoy it unless they're an accountant. But if you're a freelance accountant, you're still going to have to do the sales yeah. and do the other stuff as well. So you've just got to have that that general ability to to be able to have, have a good level at, at, at everything that you need to do as a freelancer.
1: I'm going to loop this back all the way back to the beginning where we said you need to work out what you want in the next five, ten years because that helps. Because if you think um, that recording a podcast is part of your long-term vision because you want to become X, Y and Z then you'll feel much more motivated even if you don't enjoy doing that in the short term because you'll always in the back of your mind think no, it's worth it, it's worth it, it's worth it. Whereas if you're doing something because you can't see the, the long-term benefits of it, then yeah, you, you, if you hate it and there's no long-term benefits, you won't do it.
0: Yeah. And, and that's, I think, an overall, um, I guess, a lesson from this podcast is that the first thing that you need to do in order to decide how much time you spend on your personal brand is figure out what you want to do in five years' time. Although
1: <laughs> it is, that can be mega overwhelming. Um, I'm in the same boat. I, I don't know what where I want to be or what I want to do in five, ten years time um, but that can't, then you can't just be like oh I'll give up, I won't bother then. Yeah you, you can't to, let it stop you. I think if you're in that sort of situation like I am at the moment then just keep doing these things, keep keep building your personal brand and keep building, building your portfolio because it gives you the platform once you have worked out what you want to do it gives you that platform, you're not starting from scratch, you're not starting from the beginning so um, I think Portfolio diversification—we mentioned this last week as well—is also important um, because you, as you go along the journey of working out what you want to do, you would have already started some of the things. So, again, for example, if if what you want to become is a YouTube a YouTuber, um, then talking on Instagram stories or a podcast or or putting mini videos or, or even just starting to record yourself but not sharing it, these things are a good starting point for when you do become or want to start seriously becoming that YouTuber. So I think it's it's sort of dipping your toe into a lot of things so that then when you're ready and when you're clearly defined, you can go, right, okay, I'm all in, I'm all in at this thing and I've already started that. I know I've got the camera, I know how to work it, I know the settings, I know how to edit it, I know I've done all of this because I've been doing it for the last year. Or whatever it might
0: be. I love that as well. Um, that if you don't know what you want to do, then you should try and dip your toe into loads of different things within within your industry to get an idea of, of what you like. Um I think that's a, a nice yeah, and point Yeah, you don't you don't
1: have to share everything as well. This is we get we get caught up in making things to share as well because again it's been it's been it it's been crammed into us that you've got to, when you take a picture you must share it on Facebook or Instagram. You can't if you've got a thought, you've got to share it on Twitter because what's an opinion if you can't share it
0: but my my caveat to that would be that I feel as though I have to because if I don't then someone else will and and as somebody who is trying to have accelerated growth in that area or I really feel like that's important but maybe that's maybe I've got to that point from realizing what I want in five years time yeah
1: because you know what you want to do so that's what I was saying if you can still create things and make make videos, make take pictures but you don't have to share them, they can just be for you and you can mm-hmm. just go, okay I took that picture but it's not great because of this, this, this and I'll make sure it's better next time and then in six months time you might have a thousand pictures that you've never shared with anyone apart from your spouse or your family or your friends, you've never shared that publicly but now when you're ready to share it publicly you've got all of those lessons that you've learned and all of those things that you've done wrong you're not going to do again.
0: And that's another thing, don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. You've brand, got to. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of people are afraid to to, to fail now because they see things on Instagram. Everyone, everyone is perfect. Everyone is portraying their best life. And it's really easy to feel overwhelmed by that and think that nobody else is failing. Um,
1: yeah. I think if you're scared of failing, then don't share it. Create it, but don't share it. Because a lot of people are scared of failing so they don't even start and they don't even do it. But I think, you need to do it because you need to fail to get better but you don't have to share the picture or the video you make make a vlog make a vlog you might be terrible you might be awful in front of the camera you might have all the settings wrong you might have the whatever just make it make it and do it badly don't share it keep it and go okay next time i learn from that so then when you are ready to to, to vlog daily or vlog weekly or whatever it might be you've made all the mistakes in the past
0: and um i've got one final question for you before we move on to our quick fire round um and that is a personal versus a personal brand social media account uh, mm. do you think that you should have one social media account for everything or do you think you should have one for your work and one for your personal life
1: yeah good question um it again it comes down to what do you want to be um if if you want to be the brand if you are the brand if you want to sell yourself and be known for one or a handful of of skill sets then I think it should be it should be one account mm-hmm. um, I use Peter mcKinnon as a good example in this and he's a ph- photographer youtuber he his Instagram account he says it's just for work and it's at Peter mcKinnon it's what he shares most on it's it's what he he publicly talks on, etc. But that's he'll only put the best pictures on there the greatest like landscapes or, or product shots that he's doing. It's not it's not his dogs, it's not his kids, it's not his day to day stuff. And I don't know if he, he might have a private locked down account that, that, that people don't know about. But from a public point of view, he is Peter McKinnon. He is the photography expert, the YouTuber that teaches photography. That is him. That is his personal brand. If in his little world, if you mentioned Peter McKinnon, people would know exactly what he is, and they'd go, "Oh yeah, his Instagram's great because it's aspirational because it's got some lovely pictures. It's really well um, well put together." So he has built his personal brand and his name is him. But it depends if you want to then if you want to be even less 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 public or sort of sit behind a product or a, or a brand because um, you might be. Caroline Allen, but you might sit behind Allen Media or whatever it might be, which then has the the Instagram account, and that's a business Instagram account, um, and then you can keep the the Caroline Allen username for pictures of the dog and mm-hmm. going for a walk and your coffee in the morning, etc.
0: One thing that. I guess it's not a concern but one thing that bothers me slightly um with having two social media accounts which I do I mean I've got an interiors account and then I've got my personal account which I put everything on from pictures of of my my nieces and nephews to to my work um and I I feel like I I don't know if I'm spreading my audience too thin because if you have one social media account, are you not just then going to attract the most Instagram followers? Or, on the flip side to that, are we, will there be some people who will never follow you because they'll be like, no, that she's not consistent enough in one area. I really like interiors, but yeah, no, I don't really want to see her her nieces and nephews. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess there are, there are numerous ways of doing it, but if you're not sure, what I would say is have an open account... And then maybe have a private one for just your friends and family, especially if you're going to be sharing a lot of pictures of children and things like that. You might not want everyone to be yeah. able to see that.
1: Yeah, and I think it um, it also it also comes down to like pigeonholing yourself a little bit as well, because you might stop enjoying social media if you know that, for example, you could never share any interior pictures on your your brighter page because. What's interior has got to do with, with, copywriting and being an author? Um, does that mean then you'll stop enjoying Instagram and you'll stop enjoying Twitter because you know that you can't share things that you actually want to share? Um, again, it comes down to what do you want? What 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 do you want to be? What do you want to know for? Is it that authentic? That that twenty-something um, girl in in living in a city that does walk her dog and has a coffee and and likes nice. Vases and prints and things to go in the house. Do you want to be that person? Do you want to be like a lifestyle blogger that just talks about general life from nieces and nephews to your favorite restaurants, or do you want to be right? I'm just all about interiors, and that is all I do. And that's if you if you want some interior advice, then you come to this page. So, um, like Hannah Michalak, for example, she is you a, a beauty youtuber that caroline and, and watches and um but her her instagram page is about everything it's about her two children it's about her husband it's about her work it's about her dog it's about what restaurant she goes to if she's going on a holiday so that's her personal brand is that she is just a mum that lives in in england and she she shares everything to do with her life um so that's that is her brand. So that is her Instagram. It's very authentic, it's very real, it's 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 sort of natural.
0: Um, and then I guess now we're gonna go on to the quick fire because I feel like we've yeah, pretty just much talked one about. One last
1: thing though, oh. just about social media and analytics is don't get too caught up in the numbers. Um, especially if you're starting off, because the numbers can seem low to begin with, and they are, they probably will be, similar to this podcast. We're not gonna have thousands of listens and to begin with but that won't discourage us from that long-term goal because it almost doesn't matter if if 50 people listen to the episode last week then that that's 50 people that's 50 more people than than didn't listen to it or if you write a blog post and i don't know say 250 people read the article when you release it or, or the first week or the first month then and you don't feel like that's enough or what you want then doesn't matter, it, It's don't get too caught up in the numbers. Um, and certainly when you're growing, the first, first first batch of followers is much harder to get than when it starts to snowball.
0: Yeah, they always say that it's the first 10,000 followers that will be your hardest, and then that, that will become easier yeah. from there. Um, and I just wanted to also, I, I wrote a quote down, I didn't know if there would be an opportunity to, to say it, but actually now that, that we've just had this conversation, um, i read on an article it said even if there's just one person out there who's waiting for your content don't let that one person down i
1: love that
0: so i think that that. even if there is just one single person who's committed to your work by not putting it out there you're letting that person down who could then tell somebody else who tells somebody else so just whoever your audience is whether it be one person or a million people just don't don't and that one person
1: could be the big one client that you've been looking for you just for. never know you never know that 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 could be your revenue for the year is that one person and that's and you debating whether you're going to put some out or you're sitting in look these things are doable as well sitting in front of the tv at night i know it's getting that balance between life and work but if you just if you if you're putting something on your personal instagram then why don't you just schedule a couple of posts for your work instagram or if you if you're writing a blog post then just I dunno, yeah, it it doesn't have to it doesn't have to seem like a big deal, but I think it is something that you need to be consistent with.
0: Okay. And now we're gonna do a really quick, quick fire round. So the first question is have you watched anything that you are that you wanna share this week?
1: Um we are watching power. <laughs>
0: that's also mine. Is that
1: yours as well? That's that's gonna make it quick. Uh, Netflix I don't think it is a Netflix original, actually. I think it's Stars, Stars. which mm. is 50 Cent's production company. Um, I think they're on their sixth series now, and it's, it's the last couple of weeks, and no spoilers, but something big has happened, and we need a big reveal at the end. Um,
0: it is such a good series, and it's been consistently good throughout six series. I think it's almost so got so better. Yeah, I would agree. Which doesn't happen
1: often with series. They normally go the other way. Um, so I think if you're into something slick fun bit 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 druggy bit gangstery (laughs) yeah based in New York definitely give power a watch there's worse things you could do
0: next one is buy bought anything want to Um, share
1: I have well last podcast I spoke about the Apple AirPods Pro um, which I did buy um, and I was very disappointed with them I actually went back the first Apple product I've ever returned by the way it was Super easy to return to Apple. Which for headphones, I wasn't sure because obviously a bit bit of a hygiene thing going in someone's ear. Um, but they were great. Um, yeah, I think they were they weren't quite what I hoped for. They were a bit fiddly, a bit difficult to get out of the box, and they didn't have gesture control. So that was for me, it was rubbish. But in terms of things I've bought, I have invested in my own. Uh, personal
0: brand personal brand
1: <laughs> in a very financial way i bought a new laptop uh new new macbook so my six-year-old workhorse is is coming to an end and she will be sold um, replaced for a newer fresher bigger model
0: uh, my suggestion is a little bit less pricey and it's the completest daily planner I've got it. uh, I got it just before Christmas and started filling it in. And it's just a really, really good diary for freelancers. It's got um, a a note section so that you can sort of tick off your daily tasks. But it's also got an hour by hour breakdown of your day. It's just a really, really good planner. It's probably the best one that I've ever had. And I'm someone who buys way too many planners.
1: Yeah, nice. I reckon we could perhaps do a podcast about organisation and planning because I
0: could do a whole. Series on organization.
1: Caroline's Queen Planner, and I've I've got a couple of notebooks as well recently. And should it be digital or, or or physical? We'll we'll do one. We'll do one.
0: Okay. Um. Next book slash podcast.
1: Um. The that Peter Crouch podcast is come back stronger. You love that, that, that
0: podcast. <laughs> the BBC are doing
1: a massive push for it at the moment. Um. I think they're on their third series, and it's it's Peter Crouch, the ex professional footballer. Uh, Chris Stark, who is a Radio 1 DJ, and Tom Fordyce, who is um, the BBC chief sports writer, I think he is. Anyway, the, the, the mix of stupid, intellectual and insightful is, is brilliant. Uh, any football fan, that, any any football fan, any age will will love it.
0: Mine is a book called Period Power by Maisie Hill, I have gone on about this book so much on Instagram. It's honestly changed my life. It's about how you can get the cycle of your period to work for you. Very specifically for women, this book. Um, But it's really great. It's helped me to understand loads of stuff that I've always wondered for the past, well, like 15 years. More than that now. Um, So, yeah, really great book. Would really recommend it last one is your self-care tip of the week mm. self-care do you want me to go first
1: yeah go first
0: my one is habit it's a new app that I've been using and and I think it quite fits in quite well with the 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 topic of, yeah. of podcasts as well because every day you can put in what habits you want to start so if you're thinking that you want to start making sure you use social media every day for your personal brand you put it into habit it reminds you every day and every day you can tick it off if you achieve it and it gives you a percentage towards your goal it's just really satisfying if you're somebody who needs to sort of see that you're making a difference with with your habits and what you're doing i would very much recommend it
1: um, I don't know if I really have one this week.
0: You don't think, have to have one.
1: No, I was going to say though that that going back to the buy and the spending the money on the laptop, that was I struggled with that. I struggled spending a lot of money on a physical item. Um, so I don't know if if there'd be some sort of self care. I don't know the answer. You might know the answer in terms of like how do you, how do you? You said it that I should enjoy this purchase because it is a once in a six seven year purchase it's it's a big it's all shiny it's all new and it's but I've struggled to enjoy that because of the. I can only look at the financial side of it and 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 see it from that point of view but you said like you just need to enjoy it it's it's new
0: I think if you can't enjoy these big purchases and you can't enjoy the things in life that you have to spend money on then like you're you're really going to struggle to like you need to enjoy it you really do and I and I know that's easier said than done if you're not inclined to enjoy this sort of thing but let those moments uh, be grateful that you can afford to to buy this laptop and enjoy it when it comes because if you can't enjoy that then what can you enjoy
1: there you go there's a nice point to finish on um
0: well thank you very much for listening to us we will be back next week
1: yeah, that's another episode of Outsourced with me, James, and my wife Caroline. Uh, please give us a rating. Reach out to us on social media. Um, check out our personal brands online. See what you think. Let us know. Um, you can on the Anchor app. You can send voice notes in as well. So if, if anyone does do that, we will um, we'll, we'll be inclined to include yeah, them as we well can claim next week. That. So yeah, please feel free to share, follow, and do all of the good stuff that 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 we need. Um, to, to, uh,
0: to improve our personal brands yeah. <laughs>
1: and if you have any questions or wanted any advice as well on on what you should do or if you're starting out and you want a bit of guidance or, or anything just again reach out to us on social media all the links are in the description yeah do you want to give a little personal plug i'm at james rob allen on all the platforms
0: i'm at caroline allen underscore underscore on all uh, of the platforms
1: the benefits of having a common surname like Alan is that you have to be very unique with your usernames yeah I know
0: and I don't have a middle name so there's no there's no hope for me really so
1: the double underscore yeah
0: okay see you next week bye bye thanks for listening to Outsourced